0: Some more is coming. Everybody say, Jump on him, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, that's an exciting thing to be looking forward to, isn't it? Gonna have some glorified bodies and strength and energy that just won't run out. Amen. Even the little rabbit won't be able to stay up with us. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Got your Bibles? Let's turn to 2 Timothy 3. Let's just read the 16th verse. How about that? Will that be all right? All scripture is given by an inspiration of God. I mean, he's thankful for the scripture tonight. I mean, he's thankful for the inspiration of God. I'm glad I got something more than just a letter. Got something more than just a law. Commandments. But I got an inspiration, got a power of God, the Spirit of the Lord to help us. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. God will love you tonight and appreciate you on this Wednesday night. The touch of God, the presence of the Lord, all the singers, the instrument players, and the saints of God has made their way into this place on this Wednesday night. God, we ask you to anoint our minds, loose our tongue. Help us here tonight to rightly divide the word of truth. They will find its place into every soul, into every heart, mind, and spirit. As we lift up our voices and cry out unto you you're our helper, you're our deliverer, you're our way maker. All the praise and glory and honors lifted unto you in this house tonight. As we pray in no other name but in the name of Jesus. God bless you, love and appreciate you. You may be seated. I've only got two pages. There may be some hope in that. And maybe not. We'll just see. No, I'm not trying to be lengthy by no means. But uh, we're sure going to do our best. I'll be honest with you, I'm enjoying studying this out. We're not going to, you know, we're not curving around any scripture that's got the word doctrine in it. We're not going to bypass any of them. You know, we're just going to go from one to the next and uh, uh, address them. It doesn't matter, you know, what's uh, associated with it or the the context of it. We're just going to take it all together. and, And from that point, man, just talk about it because I want to address those 51 verses amen that's in your King James version that has this term doctrine. I am persuaded and more convinced even of this week of talking to individuals seeing things happen and listen even to other preachers amen that we're right on the right line. We're headed in the right direction. I've heard some of the uh, messages, Brother Nathan, and different ones are sending out, and some of those messages is making like unto and, and some of the same things that we're talking about. To, amen. Even here tonight, of the doctrine. Of Jesus Christ and the doctrines of the word of God If there's ever been a time that you and I need it We need it anchored and planted into our hearts Our minds and our spirit We know who to worship We need to know how to worship That's not all We need to know what place to go and worship him I believe the scripture helps us And we're going to see a little bit of that tonight Out of the book of Romans Amen When it talks about doctrines And what doctrines do for us As we take and put them into our hearts Our minds in spirit you really can't have a church without doctrines I know we, we got those and I don't know much about them and I'm not even trying to but there's a tendency I believe Amen. man whenever they tell you that we're called a non-denominal church well if you're not willing to put some kind of name there and you're non-denominal then you know you know you're kind of like Mars Hill <laughs> amen. You got got an altar there to the unknown God and that's that's the insinuation I get and that's just myself and you know I just may be way off and left field somewhere. But we don't have a problem in bearing his name. We don't have a problem confessing that we're a Pentecost amen, amen by experience. We don't mind telling people that we're doing our best to teach and follow and practice the doctrines of the apostles. We don't have no problem, amen. We're calling on the name of Jesus or being Jesus only. We don't have any problems amen coming out from among them and being each separate. We're not ashamed of it. We don't make a God out of it. We don't We don't boast it. We don't carry it in arrogance or high mindedness. We're just thankful that we got a revelation and in the insight. Amen. How did we get that? By the doctrines out of the word of God. By the inspiring word of God into all righteousness. We believe in righteousness. It's not just in the heart. We believe in Righteous in the mind Righteous in the spirit And righteousness in the body God didn't just buy my mind and soul He bought everything of you and what I am That includes my body I am the temple of the Holy Ghost I'm a vessel of God Amen And I'm thankful tonight to be a part of this kingdom Amen i tell you what, it'll lift you up when nothing else will. It'll put peace and joy and contentment and satisfaction. That's what the world's looking for, ladies and gentlemen. They're looking for what you've got. They're looking for what you've experienced. They're hungry and thirsty, and I'm telling you, we got to tell them. We got to broadcast it. We got to sow the good word of God, the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Man, we got where we talk about the Holy Ghost much around the house, the other day I forgot exactly what was going on, but but uh, one of my granddaughters said, Papa, you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Boy Grammy thought that was funny too. <laughs> Amen. I said, that's good, but you know what? She's saying she needs the Holy Ghost too. Amen. So we're gonna talk about it. I don't want them to be afraid of it. I want them to want it. These little fellows that run around here tonight, all of a sudden, they're just running tonight. But all of a sudden, the dots are going to connect. All of a sudden, they're going to realize, wait a minute, what's that I feel? Amen. What's that I'm hearing? I may mean, hear it 17 times or 1,700 times. Hallelujah. But I tell you, it's worth hearing it. Hallelujah. It never becomes dull. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for that Holy Ghost, that departed spirit that come to take up a boat in you and I, that spirit that's going to live forever that never knows anything about dying. It don't know anything about being intimidated. It don't know anything about failure. You don't know anything about coming up short. It takes nobodies to make somebody's out of them. It pulls them out of dungeons and mary Kay and, and places where there's no hope. Hallelujah. Thank God for this resurrected Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. Man, this is the most exciting thing you ever going to experience. The world don't have nothing. The devil don't have nothing. Money can't buy nothing. i am telling you, this time's it all. Yeah. Uh, praise God. Praise God. So it's not for sale. <laughs> Ain't nobody got enough money, amen, to persuade me any other way. <laughs> praise God. So we thank God for it tonight. I want to talk about Acts 13 and Acts 17 tonight, and hopefully go to Romans 6:16 6, and possibly to 1 Corinthians 14. That's our goal, anyway. We're going to see how far along we get here tonight. And, uh, Brother Ford was mentioning about fighting. When you read here, you'll see. Some things that was going on, and it actually started back a few chapters earlier than the 13th chapter. If you'll read and you'll see where there was a transition that really began to take place, a man in probably the 11th chapter. We know, you know, and, and what I mean by that, the, the first eight, nine chapters, 10th chapter even, uh, dealt with Peter and, and bringing the gospel to the Jews and to all the people. And then there is a transition that moves from actually the ministry and of Peter unto the ministry of Paul as we know him. And in fact, you're gonna look at this 13th chapter. This is an area where this transition begins to take place where Barnabas had went and got him and took him to Antioch, spent a year and a half there. A man finally brought into the right hand a fellowship. Many of them was afraid of Paul man, because of his reputation, and none of us can deny that. We probably wouldn't handle it any better or any different. We'd have been a little hesitant, too, without God visiting Ananias and God moving upon Barnabas, a man that was known, a man to help bring this together and bring this about and convince others of preaching of the gospel. And nobody impacted his world like the Paul, but we know from the very beginning that Paul was a chosen vessel, And God was going to use him mightily, man, not just in miracles and wonders and signs, but God was going to use him mightily in a way to stir up and confront and take on battles. His own folks would run him out of town. Not necessarily run him out, but say, Paul, you got to go, man. The heat's too much. You got to go. We, we, you, you got to go to the next city. And they couldn't get all that fire settled down and good nothing. He'd have another going. But anyway, amen. But that's what he was called to do as an apostle. That was, that was the calling of God upon him. And so you're going to see this unfold and take place here tonight in the readings. And so doctrines in this setting of scriptures that we're going to talk about here tonight. And we're going to see the power of it. Now that's one thing that's really caught my attention there's powers and doctrine. You know why the church is not as powerful as it used to be? I'm not talking about us as a local. I'm talking about in general here. Amen. It's because she keeps drifting away. Too many keeps drifting away from the powers of the doctrine. When you start setting doctrines aside, you're going to lose power. I don't care if you're a denominal church. There was times even with the Methodists and the Baptists, and a lot of them, it's at first kicking off and things of this nature. Amen. They had a certain amount of power because they believed. They believe in the power of prayer. They believe in the power of faith they was obedient they was faithful to their church and faithful to God and God was working with them and for them trying to woe and bring them all in but whenever they started denying doctrines and turning the lights off to doctrine and quit stepping into it you're going to move one way or the other you're going to either keep on a continual process and knowing God loving God and living for God or you're going to start backsliding hallelujah when you start backsliding there's no telling where you're going to wind up what you're going to wind up in and not just an individual but whole groups and we're seeing that happen in our nation tonight amen people, amen, that used to take strong stands against certain areas, now all of a sudden they're fighting battles they can't win all of a sudden their pulpits are being overtaken amen, by individuals and doctrines and doctrines of devils, hallelujah that's robbing deceiving people but I tell you, God's going to raise up for the church in this end time we're going to make the stand, amen we're going to hear the call, we're going to get the anointing of God and we're going to preach this gospel we're going to preach this doctrine, amen to bring the hungry hearts and hungry souls out of darkness and out of depression God and so this is kind of what you see happen in Acts the 13th chapter and that was in the church that was at Antioch and I, I realize this is kind of a little ahead of it but this is a setting and we start getting an idea of how the church works and how it worked then and gives us a pattern of likeness how it still works today and uh, the things that unfold but there were certain what's prophets and teachers we see also a part of the 5 ministry at this church working together huh. Hey, it still amazes me. Would you begin to read about the thousands and, and, and this nature? I've done a little studying today, and, and uh, one particular area talking about them going in and preaching that they believe there was at times up to thirty and 40,000 converts in one revival. Huh. Yeah, think about it. And, folks, can I say this with surely we're not being sounding offensive at all? Cause I'm not but I'm gonna tell you what they didn't have a lot of things that we got today as far as buildings and technology and and different type of ministries and and forms of ministry Man I ponder and wonder about some of that You know the beginning church did They have all these avenues And means and ways No they they had to struggle some things out But you know what when they got the Holy Ghost And they got born become born again But they sold out They were willing to sell their lands or lose them It didn't make any difference And they wouldn't didn't mind losing some privileges Amen cast out of the synagogues Cast out of families Cast out of inheritance Amen but you know what it didn't matter to them We'll go live in caves and End. We don't have to have the finest this and finest that. We got the finest thing there is and we're willing to, amen, if we just make it from day to day, amen, we reach the place and some of them reach the place. If it wasn't for the gifts and offerings of others, they'd literally starved to death. In fact, go to Acts of fifteen chapter. That's what some of the fussing and, and griping was over, amen. Some of the widows felt like they wouldn't be handed and treated fairly. You know, that kind of stuff's always been around. It's always going to happen, you know. And so we just got to deal with it and make the best of it. We want to do it as Christians too. Amen. I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead just a little bit, but maybe we won't. Anyway, but when, you, when we go, if we make it to First Corinthians, that 14th chapter, man, this is going to be the next after following the doctrine of prayer and doctrine of faith, it's going to be the doctrine of love. God's love, ladies and gentlemen. We ought to be the most lovable people on the face of the earth. Love people, amen, that nobody else will love. Show them compassion and mercy and kindness and gentleness. Telling them, hey, there's a God that loves you. We love you. God God sent me here. God worked this out for us to meet so I can tell you this. Huh. And let the Holy Ghost flow through us. Impact them. Let them feel this love and this power of God. It doesn't matter how many colors of hair they got. It doesn't matter how many things they got sticking in them and out of them and around them. It don't make any difference amen you know and then they walk in here amen there's going to be some walking here they may be tattooed from toe to the to head they may have holes amen and scars that you'll see for years and maybe for the rest of their life but they got set free and delivered amen from it because somebody loved them because somebody said you know what i believe god can save you he saved me he can save you Hallelujah. he delivered he delivered me he can deliver you hallelujah and anyway to so get so far. But anyway, there we go. The church is Antioch. And so we see there's a multitude Barnabas and Simeon. Amen. A man and Iger and Lucer, Serenian and, and Mania. Amen. Watch that. That guy right there. Man. Apparently, one that you saw that said it possibly the same feet of Gamal and served some of the same instructions and gangs of this nature. Whenever you look at some of these guys And had been brought up with Herod the Tetris and, and Saul Been brought up and Saul was there But but this particular guy Amen Was brought up with Tetris Amen Amen This guy Amen Was a part of that Herod bunch and, But apparently been delivered Brought out And and now becoming a part of preaching the gospel too. So the Bible don't go into all the details but, but we start getting a little idea Of what's really being brought in And who's being brought in Amen And becoming a part of this church And the sacrifices And commitments that are being made unto them and they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Notice the word Saul now and Barnabas and Barnabas is before Saul and what's being set up but now they're following the Holy Ghost they're following the leading the Holy Ghost. Nobody act like they had a position that was above the other one and everybody had to do this and there's times of that. That's what a fivefold ministry is for. That's what a shepherd's for. Those are times for that but but I'm telling you what everybody needs to find the voice of God. The heart of God be led by the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm telling you I believe that's one of the lacking things, amen, in our world that we're living in today is the lack of letting the Holy Ghost, having that inspiring touch and voice of God in our lives that God will give us revelation, that God would give us. A, I told you a few weeks ago, amen, the greatest teacher you got is the Holy Ghost inside you. Holy Ghost can give you revelations that, that I'll never have the ability to instruct you and give you insight to. But that's the reason we push so hard for people to get the Holy Ghost. Don't change your way dr- unless God convicts you and you see it and you do it for God. Other than that, wait and get the Holy Ghost. Because you know what? The Holy Ghost will enlighten you. Holy Ghost reveal things. Holy Ghost give you an understanding, and you'll lay it aside for the Holy Ghost. And you won't do it for man. Because if you do it just for man and satisfying man, you're going to struggle with it. And you're going to battle with it. But when you do it under the influence of the Holy Ghost and stay under the influence of the Holy Ghost, you won't struggle with that. And you don't battle with that. You know why people struggle this world? Because they're not being led by the Holy Ghost. And they're not sold out to the Holy Ghost. If you stay sold out to the Holy Ghost, this world don't have no influence on you. They're petty things. They don't mean nothing. All oh, that fades. man. In the Holy Ghost and living for God and, and being pleasing unto him. And so it goes on and they fast and prayed and lay their hands on them. And they sent them away. And this is where we get that laying on of hands. One of the areas of, of anointing and laying hands of presbyters. Man, for this anointing to go and flow with them from the body, from the church of Antioch. Y'all going to have the anointing flowing with you in the back and man, carrying this gospel and good tidings. And they begin to go from village to village and city to city and places of this nature to carry the gospel that no one had never heard or experienced before. And so they're being set up. And you know what? Saul didn't deny none of this. He humbled himself, submitted himself, yielded himself. Huh. Now he's going to become the main character here in a few minutes and throughout the rest of the book of Acts. But he never reached a point in place that he didn't need a Paul or he didn't need a Peter or he didn't need a James or he didn't have to go back to Jerusalem, amen. And he, he didn't just try to make all the decisions, but he'd go back in the 15th chapter, amen. And the council got together because there's some Judeans, amen, believers coming along, instructing them, amen, the way they was being uh, circumcised or they had to be circumcised like Moses, amen. And his his circumcision, that that, that was the only way they could be, be saved. And, and you know, we have now it's baptism, the heart. So we understand that and so all. All these things went on. So sometimes a lot of people think that the church, hey man, didn't go without troubles and heartaches and disappointment. But you watch this. There's some battles that's got to be fought. There's some spiritual demons and demonic forces. Hey man, that's, that's got cities, that's got places held bound, and it's going to take a one God keep man come walking in that place with the anointing of God. Amen. man, to see deliverance, to take a hold of them, and see the power and the truth of God to get hold. And sometimes they have the right to use what God blesses them with. to say something right there but I'm not may may take it wrong and I'm just picking but anyway and when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues to the Jews and they they had also John to their ministry and when they had gone through the isles of Patmos they found a certain sorcerer Mm. well here we go now watch what's happening if you go back a few chapters, this is a revival. This is God sending the gospel truth throughout Europe. And this is a part of the struggles. It's going to take place, unfolding. And you're going to see it especially in the 17th chapter. Because Paul is going to be led to a hill and to a place. where <laughs> man, I'm telling you, you're talking about cities that were given and sold out to idolatry and so Paul's being used in this this uh, journey and process of watching this unfold as he goes from these cities to cities and so there's a certain sorcerer there a false prophet a Jew this false prophet was a Jew you need to catch that whose name was Bar Jesus which was with the deputy of the country now notice that deputy. That deputy actually is a proconsul. Actually, one that was set up by Herod. When you look at that, they, they called him a proconsul. Emperor of Augustus divided the Roman province into senatorial emperors. And so this is one that was set up. It's kind of like the governor of the state, the governor of Mississippi. So this is the type of guy that we're talking about here that is the deputy here of the country. And Sergius Paulus a prudent or an intelligent man as he's holding this position holding this office now listen to what's fixing to take place who called for Barnabas and Saul he's the one that called them to come A lot of guys think, well, did God tell you to come? Or you just come walking in? No, you know what? There are times something just done in a common, sensible, godly way. This wasn't a God-man. This wasn't a God-fearing man at this time. He just heard about the gospel. And he's the one that calls for, for Barnabas and Saul to come. And he's the governor. Now watch this deputy, though. Who called for Barnabas and Saul to come to hear what? They come to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, for so is his name. You'll notice this in parentheses by interpretation, which stood them. <laughs> he's gonna to try to stop this. Because he, he doesn't want this governor to receive truth. He doesn't want him to receive the word of God. Because he's he's full of the devil. I'm telling you, folks. We start hanging and really teaching and preaching and practicing this doctrine. There'll be some folks that's going to get up in your face that you never dreamed of. And that'd be because of under demonical forces and powers. And that's the reason you and I have got to be under the influence to respond and handle it right. We can't reach in our pocket and pull out that 9 millimeter and shoot them. Okay? Funny to some, not to others, but (laughs) hallelujah. We're just going to follow our apostle and handle it the way he wants us to handle it. And so withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. That was his job. That's what he was there to do, to keep this certain guy a man from receiving truth and the power of the Holy Ghost because he was probably going to become a key player in this particular region and city and place, amen, to help propagate the gospel and build buildings, put everything into motion, into action. Don't shine off where people lead you into people. They may hold high positions and they may not hold any position, but you just never know what God may want to use them in the kingdom of God. And there's others and all of a sudden somebody else steps in that's full of the devil. You're right, he's full of the devil. So that's the way you and I got to handle him. Doesn't matter whose brother he is or whose sister. Or, I figured I'd just better throw that in there. And so Paul, a man, going to deal with this guy. So he's seeking to turn them away, the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who so also is called Paul. This is the first time, for emphasis, you, you start hearing. He's going to start being called Paul filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him, not his sights, his eyes, and said, "Oh, full of subtlety, I'm just going on with y'all, don't get mad at me. And mischief, thy child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, Wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, (laughs) at least not forever, not seeing the sun for a season, and immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Now, watch this. Paul actually follows the same example that the main character in the previous part of this book gave us. The Apostle Peter. Go to the fifth chapter. when Ananias and Coelho agreed to lie and lied to the Holy Ghost. And there was a demonstration of Peter's authority that God blessed him with and honored him with even to the point that it caused two funerals to take place and nobody was even called within three hours. And so, again, this is some authority I'm talking about. We don't see it in operation. But if we we start preaching and teaching and practicing the doctrine, I have a feeling some of these operations are going to come back. And we're going to see a demonstration of them. And if you and I begin to walk in the spirit the way God wants us to, we're going to see some of this happen right here in this community. Because there's some folks in this community because of drugs and alcohol is demon-possessed, but they don't want to be. And they're going to need somebody who's got to walk with God and authority of God with them and the doctrines of God. But I'm going to tell you, these these, these patty-cake churches and patty-cake services and, and all this stuff, it's not going to get the job done. But when we fall in love with this doctrine and fall in love with God, and church becomes our heartbeat and the very thoughts of our mind and our passion that drives us, amen, hallelujah, that church before everything else and and seeing souls born and seeing lives delivered, amen, and getting under the influence the power thereof. I tell you, we can see the things we want to see, but it's going to be because somebody's willing to put up the fight for it. Take on the persecution and the beatings. Because there were times, amen, when Paul they they actually stoned him and drug him out of the city and left him for dead. And the scripture says the brethren standing around. I can just imagine, okay, that I mean, Paul's our main leader. It's kind of they got an experience like the disciples when Jesus when he was crucified. <laughs> Here they are, the main leader's outside the city there, and he's laying there as dead, he's not breathing, all bloody and been stoned to death. And they're, they're standing around, and I could just see them. Yeah, what are we going to do now? Who my? I? All of a sudden, them rocks begin to wiggle, and that body began to... The Bible don't say anything about them praying for him. Bible don't say anything about laying hands on him. They're just standing there. But see, God can do things, amen, while we're just standing sometimes wondering what we're going to do. God's got this thing mounted. That. That's the reason we don't believe in nervous breakdowns, sweethearts. That's the reason we don't get all out of shape and been out of shape about every little thing coming along. I know we're flesh, and I understand that, and you understand that. But I'm telling you, we're serving a sovereign God who can solve every single problem in this building tonight. He can solve all of our devil problems too. Yes, he can. devil's not bigger than God. Now, you and I individually is not a match for the devil. But we're not individuals. We got the Holy Ghost. We got the name of Jesus. We got the blood of Christ. We got the doctrine that we founded and building our lives upon. Man, we didn't just dig down and get on this stone and want to have a, 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 you know, dance a little bit and shy. a little bit, speak in tongues ever so often. No, man, th- this thing is in us like a fire burning inside of us. And so, watch the last verse, 12th verse. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done. They're watching you. They want to see how you're going to respond. They're gonna see how you handle this. That deputy might have known that guy was already. He said, "I knew there's something wrong with that guy. That thing was full of the devil." I've been in meetings. I've watched him. Every little thing, every time, he's probably done. He probably tried to get him not to even call them. I know the Bible doesn't go, out, go into all the details, <laughs> but any spirit that tries to keep you from coming to the church and doing what's right and what's in this book—that's of the devil. Doctrines of devils. You hear me? There's a lot more out there than what people think. A man made, but a lot of them's devil made. They didn't realize it, but the wrong spirit got a hold of their minds and their hearts. And a, lot of, a lot of them's out there, amen, got offended and hurt, amen, at the house of God. So they decided to go out there. Folks, I'm going to tell you, let's don't get offended here. Let's let's get over it. Let's work it out and get over it. You know what? We're family. We're going to make it. I want everybody in this house to make it. I want everybody in this community to make it. I don't know not one single soul that I don't want to make to heaven. As Sister Wilton used to say, I don't want to see a rattlesnake go to hell. Not totally agree with her on that but anyway I knew what she was saying (laughs) hallelujah we don't see nobody wind up and so we're going to do everything that we possibly can amen to help people encourage people I don't mean I'm going to do everything perfect I'm going to do everything like everybody wants it I'm going to show up and do that no 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 but you know what I'm not against you God's not against us the doctrines are not against us they're for us to win the race to win the battle that's the reason God put the doctrines in the book we can win this thing so we can be victorious. And so watch what he says. When he saw what he believed, it caused him to believe. See, watch the power, and the authority of, of, of Paul. Now just praise over this guy. And he comes into blind. He's got to be led off. And, and I, we don't ever read about him again. We don't know what happens to him. But what was accomplished, what God set out to accomplish was accomplished. Watch what happens here. Being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Folks, I'm going to tell you what. There's a lot of people in this community, if you could ever just really get to sit down with them and begin to break the bread of life with them, they'll be astounded. They've never heard it. They've never experienced it. Some of them probably went to a church building all their lives but don't know anything about the true word of God, about the Holy Ghost, about the plan of salvation. You know, they they just kind of believe it and you know, just a good old boy mentality and, and attitude and spirit, Amen. You know what? That was hatched out of the gates of hell too. It got a hold of this. This. It got a hold of this nation right here, Amen. We wrote songs about it. Country boy will survive. No, he won't. <laughs> huh? No, he won't. Hallelujah. Man, they want to boast and brag. I've, I've had them up at the hardware store talking about whenever that time's going to come, get me a gum. I know how to fish. I know how to hunt. When God gets ready to shut this thing down, there won't be no fish to catch him. There won't be no rabbits to shoot them. You think there's a bunch of hogs, but you won't be able to find one. Not when God gets ready to shut this thing down. A country boy ain't going to survive, survive no more than a city boy is going to survive. The only body is going to survive is them is sold out to God and through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and walking in the Holy Ghost, obeying God and f- fulfilling His calling, His election upon our life. We're the only ones that's going to survive. We're the only ones that's going to be called. Those that took heed to the doctrine said, you know what? I want to know what this book's saying. I want to understand what this book is saying. I, I, became a, I got a better more interest in the end time. Amen. You know why? Because I'm going to tell you something. The wrath to God the tribulation of God we haven't seen nothing yet folks this thing's over 7 billion people and during that tribulation and though that point some 2 point something billion people are gonna die we thought COVID, COVID was tough folks COVID didn't scratch the surface of what's gonna happen according to the Bible amen and I like what brother Randy said one day he said well let's prepare for the worst and hope for the best and that's what I think, that's what we do for storms. We prepare for the worst and hope for the best. You know what? It's better. What's gird up means? Preparing. If we act like life is just going to go on and everything's just going to be, we're gonna, somebody's going to be in trouble. But if we start making preparation, we start putting into practices uh, uh, daily prayers. I know I'm going to preach on that sometime, the doctrine of prayer. Amen. Folks, we got to pray. You and I are not going to get around it. Amen. If this church had to pray, if Jesus had to pray, I've got to pray. I got to pray and I gotta pray earnestly and with sincerity. I gotta open up my mouth and pray. Sometimes you gotta get in that floor and waller and scream and boo-hoo and cry, do whatever to get the man and power of God to move. If that's what it takes. I'm gonna take something, let's do it. Amen. It's gonna be worth it. Hallelujah. We can't just always sit back and say, you don't know, answer a lot half-heartedly. No, we want to get into this thing. I don't want to get on that one, that's a later date. but so as we watch this you know that tears us right back to Matthew 7 or 28 we're there we see the people were astounded at the doctrines of Jesus Christ himself then the same I couldn't help but think about Stephen in acts 6 and 10 and they were not able to what resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake amen the wisdom and the spirit amen how many's praying for your mind God promised us the spirit of a sound mind amen I pray in God you help me I know people say they get you losing I'm telling God I can't afford to lose not one bit of it in fact I'm going to do the opposite because I'm serving you I'm going to go and go I'm going to go against the facts hallelujah I'm praying God you make my mind healthy you help me retain your word you help me memorize your word you help me God be able to come more out to preach it more out to teach it and don't be intimidated to teach and preach whoever wants to cure it if there's a soul out there we dig them out I don't care what color they are. I don't care where they come from. I don't care what they look like when they pull up on the parking lot. Hallelujah! God's been to clean them up, not mine and not yours. And we need to be kind and gentle, long-suffering, in doing that. Hey, Amen. Some of these teachers will tell you some students they get. Man, they come in there and just ace everything. And these others, man, if he would just make a D plus, we'd party and celebrate. <laughs> Cause they know they're now. Watch this. The Lord just working on me about this little part right here. The foundation is a must, and that's what we got to get across to people. The foundation, the death, burial, and resurrection, repentance, baptism, infilling the Holy Ghost, that doctrine's a must. But even Paul and this in, in the Corinthian church, I, I talked to somebody today, and and uh, we, we got on this and and uh, that foundation. I said, but Paul, Paul. I said, hey, there's some guys out there that's built their lives on silver and gold and things. Man, they, they are, they're orators, buddy. They can quote scriptures, they can do this and educate it and do, you know, but they're on the wrong foundation. So it don't matter if it's gold and silver, amen, and stone. Whenever that foundation's not right, really gonna crumble out from under them. But you can take other folks, amen. This is what Paul says, of course, take heed how you build thereupon. And some of them is gonna build out of gold and silver and stone, but some's gonna build out of hay. And wood and stubble and all their works are going to be burned up but because they're on the right foundation he said their souls are going to be saved and then they want to tell me not make a big deal out of Jesus name baptism you're lost and undone without it if you don't have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking into that lovely language of that Jerusalem ring and the Holy Ghost leading you you're lost and undone I don't care how many miracles you're having I don't care how many revivals you're having I don't care how much money you got I don't care I tell you but God I can be saved I can be saved if I. I'm on the right foundation. I may not have nothing to show for my work. Now, watch what I'm telling you. In the law, Jesus taught us by the law. If we started following the law and we fell short in one, we're what? Guilty of all. So, nobody and anybody that's following the law or any doctrine outside of what Jesus taught us, unless they're doing it 100%, they can't make it. Am I right? But Jesus taught me, said, if I get on the right foundation, that if I'm a 30 percenter on the right foundation, I can make it. If I'm a 60 percenter On the right foundation I can make it If I'm a 100 percenter Are you hearing what I'm saying There's no mercy And no, no liberty amen. in the law Or any other direction The only place you're going to find Mercy and grace Hallelujah To make this journey Is getting on the right foundation And in the right fellowship with God Don't curse amen About the Holy Ghost Don't get upset About the demand Of being baptized In Jesus name Don't get aggravated About a Pentecost experience Honey this is the only foundation that's going to get us out of here There is no other foundation There is no other name We're pursuing righteousness and God's righteousness The only way we're going to do it Is get on the right foundation that's right. That's right. Ain't that right Marshall That's right <laughs> Praise God Praise God <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to 17th chapter Acts, the seventeenth chapter, nineteenth verse. Thought I'd marked it, but I didn't. Now, this process kept going. Paul started. that's where he started using the name Paul. Notice that's the time doctrine is mentioned at the very beginning. Most believes now in this 17th chapter. This is kind of where he's reaching a point in place and brought to a place of completion. or a, The highlight of the revival of, the, of, the, of Europe is here in this 17th chapter. And as you go back and read it, and time won't allow, it's already 8.30, and and so he'll go back and read and see this process coming up and the villages he faced and the the individuals and things and how that he would set them up and then leave them behind and make his way. And so he had made his way to Athens man when you start about the 16th Thursday why Paul waited for them in Athens his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city holy given to idolatry the whole city a man was given to idolatry. And so he's come into a city, amen, because again he had to leave. They, they ushered him out, amen, says he, he left, left some of them behind, some of these different ones set up elders and all that. And so when he gets here at Athens, his spirit stirred within him because he quickly picks up and realizes because his custom was, and if you go back and read a few of the places but prior to that, his custom was to go to the synagogues and there he would spend the Sabbath's reasoning with them, amen, and even out into the marketplaces and, and wherever he would go and whoever would listen he would carry in this gospel man he was preaching day and night and any chance he would get a man trying to disperse the, the word of God the power of God but therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him so see what he's doing this is what he practiced this is who he was and here, now there's a little different opinions on this far as devout persons and Jews. Some says uh, that the devout persons was actually Gentiles uh, and others. It's just a little whatever. But it doesn't make any difference all said and done. We just realize that he's going out into the marketplaces. Uh, he's going to the synagogues. Now watch this. Then certain philosophers, um, uh, the Epicureans and the Stoics, um, uh, encountered him. These are the two, amen. Uh, this is what they've done. This is who they were. And they was kind of totally opposite. Um, one of them believed in pleasure, a life of ease and fun. This was their God. This is what they lived for. Amen. And, and that was the Epicureans. But the Stoics Amen. They were the type that was uh, calm and demanding. They never smiled. They never laughed. And so we got from one extreme to the other. But thank God God came into our lives to give us some balance. Amen. We don't have to be depressed and down and out and the blues and things of that nature. No it's a joy unspeakable. But but neither are we at the place that we don't never weep and we we don't never cry. No, we're emotional people. And, and all that works together and works in a balance. Um, hey Amen. We're not out just to, you know, have fun. And, and, and you know, I've heard him. I heard him. I remember back whenever the Eagle Show, that, that one particular guy with the Vikings of uh, Woodstows, you know, if it's no fun, don't do it. Um, you know, but he was talking about just hunting and fishing. Hey Amen. They didn't really talk a whole lot about church and things of that nature. It goes back to that, you know, country boys, and and then, you know, we, we're just good old boys and we get wrapped up in that culture up in that, uh, we don't have time for God, and and so you got to watch all of this stuff. And so as you watch it, him, he begins. They begin to encounter him, and 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 some said, "What will this babbler say?" You know, man, this babbler. Who is this guy? Uh, you ever been called a babbler? It wasn't because he's speaking in tongues, because Paul helps us out with that. I don't know if I will get that far tonight. Amen. The Corinthian church, how to have church and order and doctrine. Amen. One of the four means and ways of having good church and order, churches, doctrine. But anyway, I don't get ahead of myself again. And so, but to call it back, it other some that he seemed to be a setter forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. This was the heartbeat of their message. Jesus Christ was the Messiah and he was resurrected. Amen. This is, I'm telling you, for the most part this is the message they carried unto carried the people. They took him and brought him unto Arab Pegas, um, saying, may we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. This is what Mars Hill was set up. You're going down and my time's kind of up so I go down. The 22nd verse and Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said Amen e of Athens. I perceive that, the, that all the things that he do are that you are too superstitious as far as I pass by and behold your devotion I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God whom therefore he ignorantly worship him declare I unto you so it's a means it's a method it's a way to to witness of them and so he's going to use this this altar amen with, with this inscription on it amen I want to introduce you unto him and so he goes from that and he said God that made the world and all the things therein seeing he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Amen. He he don't dwell in those temples. and Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he give it to all life and breath and all things, and hath made one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before upon him, and the bonds Amen. their habitation. They should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel at him, and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have sinned for we are also his offspring. Listen to what he's telling them. Your own poets have told us where his offspring were created by him, formed by him. I don't have time but to, but if you watch all of this as he talks about this because you can go back to Genesis. I am going to take the time. Go to back go to Genesis. i give to you Genesis 1 I think 27. He goes, he talks about, it, for as then as we are, what? The offspring of David. We ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone or graven by art or, or, or man's devices. The, th- the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to uh, to repent. So now repentance. And we got to repent to know this God. But he's only one breath away. He's only one prayer away. Folks, God's nearer than what you think. God's always available. God's always sent him. God's always on time don't listen to your flesh don't listen to your carnality don't listen to the devil your prayers makes all the difference in the world your worship makes all the difference in the world not just praying at the house of God but when you pray at home whenever you worship at home whenever you pray and worship and serve God on the job all oh, this works hand to hand Amen. to persuade them out there we know this God we've experienced this God this God is taking up a bold and us. he don't live by man's hands or he don't need anything from that but God with the temp- of the Holy Ghost with the vessel that he dwells in and operates through so as you watch this really begin to unfold I'm going to go to one place in Romans if you don't mind go to Romans 6 first I'm sorry 6 and 17 I'll have to come back to this I'll pick this back up next time but can I say this man this is on me uh, 6 and 17 but God bethink that we were the servants of sin but he have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. I'm going to say this: don't be ashamed of your lifestyle. It's a form. It's been given by God. You hear me? Here's why it's so important. When you look at form, if you do any study on that, that actually means to be mode or pattern. All Holy Ghost people ought to have enough likeness and a resemblance that we could pick them out. I don't care what anybody says. If we're walking in the Holy Ghost where God wants us to be, you can pick us out of any crowd. Okay, because of the that that form of doctrine. And I, I'm not going to get into it deep tonight. I know it's eight thirty-seven. You can stand. Amen. <laughs> But but here here's the key to all of this, really, pattern. It, it, when you look at that, it means actually being like melted wax or steel poured into a mold. I could take you all the way back to Genesis one twenty seven. <laughs> but God bethinked that he were the servants of sin. Sorry. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. (laughs) If everybody began to walk to the voice of God and the mind of God, there would be an issue with this issue that's going on about these genders. We'd all walk in that image that we was created in, both male and female. Image is likeness. Now what do you mean by this? Don't don't tell me people don't go with images. Watch this. And if anybody's got one, please don't take this wrong, okay? But 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 I can say this. I've saw this come on. Tattoos. Who brought them on us? Somebody's watching images, wasn't they? Now all of a sudden everybody's wanting t- tattoos. Because all of your ball players and Folks like this that's that's lifted way up here and created images and and it's got the the attention of so many people. You'd be shocked at the people that wants tattoos now. I won't send them to hell. Hear me now. I didn't say a Holy Ghost field now. But the Bible said something about the markings and cuttings and holes and Here's the reason. You can't make this a God. I don't have time tonight, but this is going to go on and tell us. Belly, serving their belly, their own desires, their own passions. They worried about what their image looks like to everybody. And really the only one we got to worry about is God. When it's all said and done, the only one we need to be molded into his image and likeness is God. And that's the doctrine of righteousness. And that's the reason we want to live like God wants us to. I know my time's up. I'm sorry. But uh, we'll probably pick up here Romans 6. At least we got into Romans 6. And um, uh, there's a lot to be said here. Amen. Especially when he begins to talk about being made free from sin. Made free from sin. How's that done? By forms of doctrine. Out of this book That's what has delivered us Give us the power to overcome it And live lives that are pleasing unto him Love you tonight Appreciate you so much You can be seated I got someone I need to talk to you a little bit about I'm sorry I just thought about that Okay Brother if you don't mind cut me off